0: Most of the All Star starter positions seem locked down before we even got our initial returns on voting. Uh, the entire Eastern Conference front court of Kevin Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Joel Embiid locks. Western Conference front court, uh, LeBron James, Nikola Jokic locks. Western Conference guard, Stephen Curry, a lock. Uh, that's just how it's going to be. Uh, welcome to the Pro Basketball Talk podcast. I'm Dan Feldman here with Kurt Keelan. Kurt, do you have any issue with any of those players getting the starting job? Did you did you have them all as your choices?
1: Yeah, no. I to me those no, I know that they're leading in the uh, fan vote getting as well. Uh, but to me, those were the the givens, right? Like those were. I, I don't I don't know who you're going to take on that front. Are you going to put Jason Tatum over Kevin Durant or something? Like I don't know what you're going to do in the East uh, East and in the West. Has to be Curry. Has to be LeBron. Has to be Jokic. I mean, we talked about MVP votes on the podcast just a week ago, and and wrote about it. Those are three of the five guys on our MVP list. So yeah, they're going to make the All Star starters.
0: Okay, so let's talk about uh, some more controversial positions. Let's start with the Eastern Conference guard, where uh, I have a hunch you might put a fourth
1: Eastern Conference frontcourt player. I I will. I I think Trey Young has earned one of the guard spots. Just with his play is despite the fact that the Hawks are John Collins wants out dreadful. um, I think Trey Young has been pretty spectacular this season and has earned one of those starting spots. And the other one, I I agree with the fans here as well. I have DeMar DeRozan. And this is one of those situations where on the NBA system, you can kind of only vote for him as a guard, even though in the... In the on the Bulls, he's technically the small forward, right? Because I, I assume you're going to count Zach. Obviously, Lonzo balls your starting point guard. Zach's your starting. Zach Levine's the starting two, right? Uh, not only is he
0: starting two, the NBA considers him a guard, also. So yeah. I guess the NBA just thinks it's a three guard lineup or something.
1: Yeah, I guess so. But I but I, I think DeRozan has earned absolutely earned that spot. So my, my starting guards in the East are Trey Young and DeRozan. Uh, do you have somebody different?
0: I actually do. Uh, I want to start with the Eastern Conference card because it's a good chance to talk about some of our big picture issues with all-star selection. Uh, it's, to me, strange that they're even using positions. DeMar DeRozan plays more power forward than guard now uh, in yeah. the whole small ball lineups. He should be a forward, but it also shouldn't matter. Number one, who cares if they end up uh, selecting you know 10 centers? That'd be entertaining. People would want to see yeah. that. Well, who cares that it's, you know, imbalanced rosters? The rosters get drafted anyway. These starters, it's not like you're picking one starting team. So it's up to the captains. They they could, uh, they're going to have the pool they're going to have. And so just because one position is overstocked, plus, you know, to have front court players, theoretically, you could have uh, six centers and four point guards in the starters with this. Like, what balance are you achieving with these designations? Uh, I say just leave it positionless. Uh, let fans pick the, I, the top I stars. Would, let them I would play. like
1: them to do that with the All-NBA voting too, but I'm, I'm uh, not, see, I, not optimistic.
0: I'm a little different there uh, because, you know, there are different positions. There are different roles. Like I'm, I'm more okay with it, with All-NBA. With the All-Star game, you're playing a game, a fun game. Uh, that's yeah. where I like it even more.
1: Yeah, exactly. And part of this is, for me, in choosing this, it's not just, hey, who had the best last two or three months? It's... Who are the best players? And more important, part of that for me is because this is a, an exhibition, like who do I want to see? And like I could argue James Harden over Trey Young, but you know what? I kind of just like watching Trey Young play better. Like I, can, I will enjoy watching Trey Young play. So, well, I can absolutely make a case for him statistically from the first half of the season. And if you're going to include it like I do, going back to last playoffs and all that. But the fact of the matter is also I just like watching Trey Young play basketball. Right?
0: So I am going to make the case for James Harden over DeMar DeRozan. And this is our opportunity to talk about how we select All-Stars. And I think you are somewhat similar to me, maybe not quite exactly. You clearly didn't land in the same place, although you could look at both these players and it's not just about how you view it. But I'm looking for who is the best player. I am not quibbling about who's had the best 40-game stretch. Now, in trying to determine who the best player is, it's hard to imagine something more consequential than how they've played so far this season. It is our most recent sample at this point. It is a decently large sample, though. It's not huge. Like I want to do who had the best season for all NBA exclusively. That's it. I don't care what you did in prior years. I don't care how I'm projecting you out, but right now I'm trying to see who's the best player. Do you think DeMar DeRozan is a better player than James Harden? Now I think DeMar DeRozan has had a better season. I think his clutch uh, shots are highly important in evaluating his season, what he's actually done. I'm not sure that's sustainable. Like, uh, I think James Harden is better than he's looked this season overall. He's playing better lately. If you're just asking me who's the better player? Who would you rather have this season? Knowing what you're going to get for the first 40-some games, knowing that it's going to be more from DeMar DeRozan, I'd still rather have James Harden uh, because I think he's going to outshine DeRozan by that much for the rest of the year and into the playoffs. It's not a lot. I could look back on this at the end of the year and be wrong. It might be DeMar DeRozan's the better player right now. This is not, like, a huge difference. But to me, the question is, who's the better player? I think it's James Harden, so I'm going with Trey Young and James Harden. And I know you're similar, so explain to everybody a little bit how you pick All Stars and how you landed on DeRozan uh, over Harden. I,
1: I, th- I'm with you in that I, I don't want to make it just. And I know, like, I know that other places did that. In fact, I know the Athletic put out there like who they'd make the All Stars starters for this the starters like who they they did the same exercise we're doing like who should make the All Star team, and they were. Up front, like exclusively this season. That's all we care about. Um, I I'm factoring in a little bit of best player, but also more. Again, it's an exhibition for entertaining, but I do factor a little more heavily. I think this 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 stretch who's been good this year, who's kind of earned it. DeRozan, look, he, he's been good for a few years, and I think we kind of slept on how good his playmaking was down in San Antonio because. Not everybody around him could finish. That was uh, those were not always the best teams. They they had some, you know, they had good players, but they were also trying to, you know, Monty Walker Jr. and others were were being developed, and, and Dejounte Murray and and Derek White and all these guys. Um, so I think we kind of slept on how good his playmaking was, and I think he's just in a situation where he gets that he lets that shine, and I, I'm waiting that play from this first half of this year. And the fact that James Harden, yeah, he's missed some time, but he's also, he started a little slow. And I think that that, I, I look, I don't really have, a, uh, to me, those three guards are almost interchangeable. I, I could do the same thing with Trey Young. Um, and, and wouldn't, you know, who starts versus which one of them comes off the bench as a reserve doesn't bother me that much. So I, I'm not going to quibble that much over that one, but I, I, I went with DeRozan just because I think he's been, So much better, well, not so much better, but better and more consistent this year.
0: So I I hear people criticize our approach and say, well, if you're just going by, you know, if you're not looking at what they've done this season and and you're looking at the past, like why not put Dwight Howard in the All-Star game? You know, he's been a great player. Why not put Carmelo Anthony in? The question is, who's the best player right now? You can look at the past. You can look at multiple years in the past to judge who's the best right now. Nobody thinks yeah. Dwight Howard is the best player right now. You're not. You're not catching Dwight us Howard. On, thinks Dwight uh,
1: Howard's the best player?
0: Right now. <laughs> no, nobody else. <laughs> you know, you're you're not you're not catching us on on something with that. You're not exposing some flaw in, in how we're looking yeah. at it. It's it's who's the best player right now. If you want to go with only forty some games to determine that, I guess, but I don't think that's the right way. I I think you can look at a bigger sample. Uh, without going back a decade to see who the best player is right I, I, now, I,
1: I will also say I wait last playoffs a little bit more. Like sure. I think of this a little bit more as last year, the last year since the last time you and I did this exercise, since we thought about it, and so Trey Young in this case, like his playoff run matters to me.
0: So you don't care that the Hawks stink. The Hawks have a bad record. You're still rewarding them with an.
1: I'm I'm doing the same thing with LeBron James too. Like in the Lake, I watched more than I probably needed to of the Lakers looking bad against Sacramento last night. And yeah, but I'm starting LeBron James because he's just playing out of his mind. I think Trey is a little bit the same way.
0: Yeah. See, to me, I don't care about how good your team is. It's an individual honor, and I I can't stand the well. The Bulls are really good. They deserve to have. Two all stars or three all stars or trying to. You know, sometimes a team might have uh, no all star caliber players and eight really good players, and so they might have you know a bad team might have two all star caliber players and just junk around them. Like sometimes that's how it shakes yeah. out. It's an individual honor. Those are the things I look at. The things I don't look at, uh, and I think we get, everybody has a better idea of where we're looking at this going forward. So I'm guessing uh, you have James Harden as a pretty uh, pretty lock. was actually for the, actually, for the
1: Yeah, he was. I. When I put this together a little bit, I mean, the thing is, and, and you and I discussed it's a little off there, the coaches get a lot more, you know, bands are locked into this thing. Theoretically, the coaches are supposed to select two guards, three front court players, and two wild cards. But they seem to be given far more flexibility with what's a guard, what's a forward, you know, what, like in terms of where they put things than then fans do with the you know more structured voting um but yeah james harden is uh, but anyway i tried to put five players and then you know the two wild cards um but james harden was james harden and zach levine for that matter by the way were the the top two reserves and i didn't even i didn't even blink like they absolutely deserved to go
0: so i i had uh you know i didn't bother sorting out between players who are going to make it anyway. And I I just want to repeat something. You made a great point earlier. When you're like, I don't think it matters so much who's starting coming off the bench. It's something we argue about incessantly in the moment and don't remember, don't care about at all. Long Were you an all-star or were you not an all-star? Yep, exactly. Um, So I I have Jimmy Butler um, also as a very strong lock. And I had Levine in. I I had to think about Levine Harden and Butler were guys who are like, Oh, maybe they should be starters. I guess not. Okay, now they're locked. Levine was a, okay, he's definitely a reserve type of pick for me.
2: Yeah, no, I I have Jimmy. This summer, click into cordless power with Memorial Day Savings at the Home Depot. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the Ryobi 40-volt battery-powered mower. And keep your flower beds fresh with the 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Then clear debris with the 40-volt jet fan leaf blower. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at your cordless power source. The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing.
0: Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
2: Three great
1: words: free fries Friday, especially when they're used in that exact order. Get a free medium fries with one dollar minimum purchase. Valid one time on Fridays said participating McDonald's through twelve thirty one twenty four. Excludes tax. Must up rewards. Butler as well. I think that they were locks. Uh, all right, let's let's get into a little more interesting one as we move through the reserves. Then, do you have Tatum as a reserve? I do.
0: So my three uh, front court players are Jimmy Butler, DeMar DeRozan. Uh, and Jason Tatum, and if I'm if I'm not putting, if you're going by the NBA's definition of front court, it gets really hard to fill out the Eastern Conference front court. Uh, yeah. So I slid to Rosen, and that helped a little. Tatum is somebody who who fits this idea. He is. If I'm doing this as an All NBA style voting, he doesn't rank as high. He's not shooting as well, he's, like his passing has been off. He hasn't quite been there. I just have more trust that he's a really good player. It's going to be playing better as the year goes on. It's not like he's been bad this year. Uh, I don't. I think that's a highly controversial pick, even if you go by what he's done so far. But if you're going by how I do it, and I think how you do it, he's a he's an easier pick. He's a
1: really good player. He is. He's absolutely a very good player. Um, you have him in. I take it. Yes. I. I. And Tatum was. You know. Uh, was in Tokyo. which it's a lot. But if you're going to put, if see, you're cheating on one part. If you're going to put DeRozan in as a front court player, then. To round that out, you, you avoided the choice I had to make of a third front court player.
0: Beyond yeah, um, Jimmy Butler and Jason Tatum.
1: Right. So, Jarrett Allen. Yeah. Yeah. Who has been fantastic this year. I, you could almost make a case for Mobley, but I wasn't quite there. Jarrett Allen, though, has been, I think, the second best setter in the East. Um, yeah. I, I would agree with that. Uh, I had him as a
0: borderline pick. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I, think I didn't have I think to pick another frontcourt player. Yeah. Is, is he your only Cavalier? Yes. So, I mean, I, I don't think Mobley is far behind. Mobley's a little more raw as a rookie. No. Uh, Darius Garland,
1: I think, is right there. Right. So, and obviously, yeah, there's a positional difference. That's, he, that was one of – when I got into the last couple of picks in the East, uh, I was looking at – Basically four guards and, and maybe Jalen Brown in that mix, too, because I think Jalen Brown is going to be there. But I mean, you, after I if I'm going to make Harden and Levine locks at guard, you're down to Drew Holiday, Fred Van Fleet, LaMelo Ball, Darius Garland. I think you could go. You can make a case for kind of any of them.
0: Yes, um, some I make stronger cases for than others. One I felt really good about was Drew Holiday.
1: Yeah, he's uh, in for me. Yeah, yeah. Okay,
0: you have him in too. He is a uh, he, he's a phenomenal two way player. He has been for a while. I think he deserved to make uh, multiple All NBA teams, All Star teams uh, that he hasn't in the past. He made that one All Star game when he was young with the 76ers. I didn't think he deserved that one, and then has been overlooked. Now he's in his prime. I think he's outplaying Chris Middleton, who I didn't quite have in, but yeah, was in the knew. mix for my final spot. Uh, so so we both have Drew Holiday in. Uh, I also have Fred VanVleet in. Uh, he's playing at such a high level, uh, making a lot of shots. Uh, he's he's a good defender. He, he's a good passer. Uh, he, he's excellent. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure he's quite as good as he's playing. So this gets into if I were doing an All-NBA type of voting, I'd have him higher I was a little bit dicier on him. He might be a little over his head with the shot making right now, but maybe not. And also he's playing at such a high level. Like I, I have him in also. Did you have
1: him in? Yes, I did. And I bare barely ahead of, I part of this was just guys. I like to watch. I love watching a little mellow ball play, but when you put the stats next to each other and the load that that's kind of been on Fred Van Fleet up there, I just think f- Fred's been better this year. And, and I, uh, it's, it was a, it was not an easy choice. I think LaMelo would be my first in for the, first in for the person who, you know, it, there will be an inevitable, uh, gosh, I hate to say injury. I hope it's not an injury, but there will be an inevitable, uh, somebody drops out, right. You know, somebody's, there always is a couple of replacements and LaMelo balls on top of that list for me. Um, A, cause I just like to see him in the game, but B, he's actually had a fantastic first half of the year, but, um, I just couldn't pick him over Fred Van Vliet to start this. I, 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 Fred Van Vliet has just put up such great numbers and carried such a load for Toronto that uh, I thought he had to be in.
0: Yeah, me too. So I, I think we've gotten through all of your reserves. My last spot was tough. I consider Jared Allen, who we talked about. I consider yeah. Damontes Sabonis, who's been all-star the last yes. couple of years and playing even better this year in a lot of ways as a finisher. He's not quite the uh, the playmaker. He doesn't have that same responsibility they he did. He's doing a lot. You mentioned Darius Garland. He might be the best player of the Cavs. It might be Jared Allen. Could go back and forth. Uh, Bradley Beal has has not been good enough this year uh, to warrant it on that. But we know he's a good player. And maybe you think he just snaps out of it. But I, I think he's just been uh, too below par to put him this year. Chris Middleton is not far off. He's always a borderline yeah. all-star this year. I have him out. You mentioned the Melo Ball. He he was a very close call. Kyle Lowry uh, is somebody who, who isn't yeah. getting much buzz. He's still a really smart player. He's not as good as he was. He's past his peak, uh, but still finds a lot of ways to help his team win. But well, ultimately I land on Jalen Brown. Uh, I have two Celtics. in. this is what I'm talking about. The Celtics are, are not a good team, but it's not because of their two best players. Uh, they're not a perfect fit together, but they're really good players individually. And they fit well enough together. Uh, he's good defensively. Uh, he's capable of scoring offensively. Passing isn't there. He can be frustrating to play with. There's a reason I have him last on this list. Uh, but, he does make the cut
1: for me. I I really don't have a problem with, like I said, he would be, he was second on my list of of reserves, like with LaMelo Ball, who, um, like I said, I kind of want to see. But I don't really have a problem at all with Jalen Brown because I think Brown and Tatum have been, like you said, they've been very good this year. And I don't, we can have a debate that might have happened in a Boston bar or two about whether you can win with those two playing together. Um, that that may have come up. but uh, that's a side for this argument, right? if we're just talking all-star game, then, then I then I I think Jalen Brown absolutely deserved it. he's he's got fantastic numbers for this year. and at points is there's games you watch them, and you're like, oh my God, he's the best celtic. Now you watch enough of them, you kind of come around to Jalen Brown being the second best. and I think Tatum's just a slightly better player, certainly a slightly smoother player and I feel like could. I feel like Tatum could has there are other gears Tatum can hit that I'm not sure Brown can on a consistent basis, but he's been fantastic this year.
0: Yeah. I mean, in a nod to people who, who do view this selection differently, I think there's a much uh, more difficult selection between uh, who has been better this season so far, Tatum or Brown, Yeah, uh, where I do think Tatum is the better player. Um, I feel like we come into this. uh, I think we had the same discussion last year where, uh, it looked like Jalen Brown might have been the better player through the all-star break. And, you know, then Tatum kicked it into a higher gear later in the season. And it, yeah. and it became more clear, um, you know, a, a few other players in the East. I had didn't, didn't even make my long list of, of those final cuts, uh, but Clint Capella, John Collins, uh, Miles Bridges, who, who has yeah, kind of tailed was, off after hot start. Yeah, and but, bam out was on
1: my list as well, of guys who a little farther down, Miles Bridges deserves some recognition
0: Bam out of battle. Somebody who, the way we view it, at least gets some consideration. I thought he missed not good enough, missed too much time. Like you, I do weigh in availability. That's a very yeah. important factor in how good a player is. Who's the better player? Um, but it's not everything. Um, but I, I think he's just missed too much time, continuing to miss time for somebody who's, who's a near borderline pick anyway. Uh, what one comparison I thought was interesting in the East. These are both players uh, we both had out. But I think the Lamelo Ball, Darius Garland. Uh, comparison is interesting. I think uh, for a lot of voters, it could wind up being a a choice between those two. LaMelo Ball is probably the more exciting player, gets his team out in transition. Uh, Garland, a little more methodical, uh, better in the half court. Uh, Neither one's doing a ton defensively. Uh, I have them very close. I'm glad I didn't have to split those hairs. Uh, But for the people who wind up on on that choice, uh, how do you view it?
1: Boy, that's one where again I think you're spot on. Lamelo's just flashier, and and that's probably honestly again it's an it's an exhibition. I want to be entertained. Lamelo ball throwing, you know, half court, be no look, behind the back bounce passes is is going to be more fun than what Darius Garland brings to the table for this game. But uh, which one would you rather have, Dan, to be the point guard of your future on your team? Well, of
0: the future, it's Lamello Ball, right? He, he's yeah. younger, he, he's he's taller. I think that that helps that, him in some yeah, ways. Exactly. Um, but to me, it's right now, right? Who's better right now? And Garland's a little more polished in some ways, And it? I don't know. It's close. It's, it uh, is close. It is close. Were there any more of these uh, Eastern Conference didn't quite make the cut players
1: uh, you wanted to mention? No, you, you actually hit all of them that I had. So yeah,
0: I mean, it was such a long and open list for that final spot. Um, so yeah. let's let's recap our, our East picks. We have the same front court as everybody else: Kevin Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Joel Embiid starting. Uh, we both have Trey Young starting at guard. I have James Harden. You have DeMar DeRozan. We each have the other as a reserve. Uh, we both have Zach Levine as a reserve. We both have uh, Drew Holiday as a reserve. We both have Jimmy Butler as a reserve, and we both have Jason Tatum as a reserve. Uh, those were some of the the higher up. Picks. Uh, We both landed on Fred Van Vliet as a reserve. I went with Jalen Brown. You went with Jared Allen as that final pick. So I I think one starter difference, one reserve difference uh, beyond the the swap with the starter.
1: Yeah, it's funny too. It's like, uh, you know, with those, I don't sweat the all star vote the same way I do like end of the year votes just because. You know what, man? If I vote for DeMarta Rosen and not James Harden, they're both going to be there. So, it's like, it's are we hundred like, percent sure James Harden is going to make it? I yeah, I think that the coaches will I, pick him. I, I guess in this
0: Eastern Conference, probably he's having a down year, and I think coaches tend to more look at more look closely at you know yeah. who's had the best forty some game sample than we do. Um, his reputation in some contingents isn't the greatest, right? He can rub some people the wrong way. I think he's going to make it. I think he's as close to a lock as I'll say. Where he's not quite a lock.
1: Yeah, I I still think he makes it, and part of it is I just don't know who you're going to bump him down the road really for. With all due respect to Lamelo Ball, I'm like you, you got to put James Harden in. So,
0: yeah, Lamelo Ball, somebody else that coaches might not be super excited to vote for.
1: No, and also, yeah, well, I guess Darius Garland applies here too. It's like
2: Lamelo's not bringing a lot of defense.
1: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest,
0: but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You
1: stumped this charming devil. It's hard not to add a side of hot, crispy hash browns to your favorite McDonald's breakfast. It's even harder not to eat said hash browns before you get home. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. To the table, but yeah, it's you know, it's all start. Yeah,
0: all right. So let's go to the West. Uh, as we said, there are three locks in in the starting lineup: Stephen Curry at guard, LeBron James and Nikola Jokic in the front court. Uh, and then it is some tough calls. Maybe. Yes. Uh, let's start at guard, where I think it's uh, well, it's at least a narrower race. Who is your other guard?
1: So, yeah, when I wrote this, I wrote it for three things uh, a little over a week ago. Like, well, who should be in this debate and, you know, who should uh, – At a time when I, I looked at the numbers and did some research, I'm like, you know what? I think I, th- I had Donovan Mitchell, but in the week so since, I've come around and I've, I'd actually start John Morant now. Like okay. Stephen Curry in the back. <laughs> uh, Donovan Mitchell still makes the team for me, uh, but I'm going to move John Morant in just uh, – Budding superstar and kind of dynamic and fun and athletic. So he's had such a brilliant first half of the season. Obviously, you're rewarding the team a little bit, too, uh, because he's the only Grizzly I have on there this year. Anyway, I I feel like that's going to change in a couple of years. Uh, But, yeah, I'll start John Morant next to Steph Curry. So I'm going with Chris Paul. That's I think Chris Paul is
0: better than John Morant right now. But I could be wrong. John Morant is rising so fast. And, you know, Chris Paul is not getting better at his age, right? Uh, he's leveled off at best. Most players his age are declining, although Chris Paul is doing a phenomenal job of staying in shape and staying ahead of that, that curve the best he can. But Chris Paul just has such a master of the game offensively, defensively. He's in such control. Uh, John Morant is exciting. John Morant is great. I, I have him as a, as a reserve lock, and I strongly yeah. consider him. He might be better, right? Sometimes we're a little slow to to change our perception, right? Chris Paul has been better than John ja Morant for decades, and maybe this is the moment it has changed. I'm, I'm open to that. But I still have Chris Paul. He, and this is not the be-all, end-all of how to evaluate this question, but he, what do you think? If there were a playoff series where you had an average team in every way except for Chris Paul as the point guard, and you had an average team in every way except for John ja Morant as the point guard, who are you picking to win that series? I'm still taking Chris Paul's team. I, I I'm think still he yeah has,
1: no. At this point, I would still take Chris Paul's team. I think, like I said, I went with Morant for his play the first half of this year and and some entertainment factor, but Chris Paul is – push comes to shove in the playoffs, I would rather have Chris Paul. And his game, probably Trent, just getting his ability to get to the mid-range and use his physicality probably plays better in a playoff series than what Morant can do right now. Yes,
0: uh, I think Morant is going to win the starting job. He is up to second in, yeah, I in fan way. voting. Uh, I, I thought he was going to rank highest, maybe right there with Chris Paul among media. I thought players w- would have Morant have it. Chris Paul seventh in fan voting. I don't think uh, Chris Paul can overcome that. that that's uh, kind of wild,
1: by the way, that, that he's that low.
0: Yeah. I mean, he doesn't have the flashiest game. Um, you know, Devin Booker, his teammate in Phoenix is higher as fifth. Um, yeah, it's a... Uh, He's below Russell Westbrook now, uh, below Clay Thompson. You know, fan voting is, is what it is that, you know, there are reasons. I love the that Clay's not the, votes the, 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 all end all anymore. Um, so yeah, I, I, do think Morant will get this job and should mention, we, we talked about the, uh, the lock starters. Jamar DeRozan is now a lock starter. I don't have him as a starter, uh, yeah. but he, he is way up in fan voting. He, he's going to win the fan voting in the East. A lot of players will voted for him. A lot of media will vote for him. He's going to win that too. Um, and I, I think Morant is not quite a lock, but I, I think he's pretty close. And uh, we'll, I, think we'll he, talk I, about... I think he's a
1: lock to make the team, yeah.
0: A lock to make a team, yes. A lock to start.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Not we, quite. You do get uh, – the advantage coming in second in the fan voting is that that does account for half. So, what? you know, look, let's be honest. The media and players are mostly there not to overrule the fans, but to just make sure that Zaza Pachulia isn't starting at center, right? Like that's right. kind of the goal. Right.
0: Right. Um, I thought John Morant was going to win the starting job when he was third in fan voting behind Luka Doncic. Uh, now that he's second, uh, I feel pretty strongly about Morant winning that in likelihood. But again, my choice would be Chris Paul. Uh, you mentioned the Zaza Pachulia factor. If fans voting uh, exclusively determined All Star starters in the West, we'd be trending toward LeBron, Jokic, and Andrew Wiggins in the front court. I have a hunch Andrew Wiggins will not be your choice for that third Western Conference uh, front court starter.
1: Can you hear me? Yep. Yeah, I'm sorry. He blipped for a second. So sorry about that. Uh,
0: I was uh, leaving you with I'm assuming Andrew Wiggins will not be your choice for the third Western Conference front court start. No,
1: no, he is not. He is, he is not. Um, although I, I went with a teammate of his, I did go with Draymond Green. I think that Rudy Gobert could be in that case. I think Anthony Davis, he'd stayed healthy, um, even if, if this is a quote-unquote, down year for Anthony Davis, could have made that case. But uh, I'm going to reward the defense. I'm going to reward the Warriors a little bit. And, and uh, I think Draymond Green has played just his passing, his skills, his glue game. So I am rewarding Draymond Green with the starting spot, uh, that other forward spot.
0: I also went with Draymond Green. It was a real close call between Draymond Green and Rudy Gobert. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, we just did our midseason award picks, <clears> and I went with Rudy Gobert for Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, that is the end where they both shine the most. And I even said on that pick, like, you could flip a coin between yeah. those two. Uh, offensively, Rudy Gobert is doing a lot. Uh, you know, he, he he's uh, increased his volume a little bit as a finisher. Excellent screener. I know people get tired of hearing about that, but he is an excellent screener. Does it, that matter? Matter? it
1: does yeah Yeah, That matters more than it, – it's not sexy. Man, that matters. Just, <laughs> you tell David Locke that it's not sexy. Uh, but but – <laughs>
0: I mean, Go, Gobert's a really good player. I, I do have him as, as a lock for reserve. Uh, they're well yes. down in, in fan voting because they're defensive first players. Yeah. And, and so they're they're not getting that, that same type of love. Who is,
1: third, who is third in fan voting? It's, it's Andrew Wiggins now. Oh, good Lord. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Did, um, did
1: Andrew Wiggins make
0: your team? He did not. So so we've already filled in some of our uh, reserves. Uh, you know, you have Chris Paul. Uh, I had John stuff. So, All right as a reserve because we had the other one starting you mentioned donovan mitchell is still going to be a reserve. you almost consider him as a starter i didn't have him in that starter mix he's playing very well he's a good player to me he was a clear reserve in both directions didn't really have him in the mix as a starter but it was absolutely going to make the team and then i had one other reserve that i felt felt very strongly about which is carl and pounds a super talented yeah. player uh having a good season has addressed some of the holes in this game i'm not sure he's the complete player everybody wants him to be but a really good player nonetheless I I have him in for sure did you have him in
1: yes I did and I think part of that is like you said I think he's having his best all-around season maybe ever but certainly I think he's he's been better like you said just defensively he's not great but he is improved and offensively uh, there are nights he's just he is he's really an elite offensive center who can kind of do everything um and Minnesota he, he I think he's helped lift Minnesota up to being you know they are 500ish team, you know, or at least could get there, and and is a. Uh, I think we'll see them in the play-in. Prob- well, I keep saying that. I, who knows in the West? I should, I should. That's not a prediction <laughs> I should be making. But yeah, I had Carl Anthony Towns in, and I agreed. You know, if he had just said, "I'm the best three point
0: shooting center of all time," I think he would have gotten more agreement. when he said best three point shooting big of all time, a lot of people wanted to bring up Dirk. Yeah, I still think it's a discussion. I still think it might be Towns. Like, that one is questionable. Towns, It's a different era, right? Big shoot, better. Dirk might have been a better shooter in this era. But what they actually did, yeah, Towns has a case. And and, uh, he's getting in his own way less this season, doing what he does well. Have him as an all-star. And then uh, it gets a little tougher. Uh, I had Devin Booker in. I'm guessing you did, too. Yes, absolutely. Uh, uh, I had him in pretty safely. uh, Not quite as safely as some other people. Uh, you know, he, he's a really good player. Uh, yeah, If he if he uh, isn't feuding with the Raptors mascot and is focusing on what he's doing, he's even better. Uh, his efficiency isn't as as high as it could be. I think some of that is playing with Chris Paul, who has a fairly low usage for the level of player Chris Paul is. I think that leaves a lot of shots to... To Devin Booker but Booker's really good uh, showed his, his toughness in the playoffs last year showed his game translates into a winning environment in a way he hadn't shown previously feel good about that one uh, I also have Luka Doncic in he's yeah. having a down year uh, maybe if the Western Conference competition were a little stronger he wouldn't have made it uh, don't feel as good about putting him in as I previous years but this year still fairly safely makes it and now we're down to one last spot uh, since we've had the same players, I know that you need a front court player. Also, this was to me a very tough spot to fill. I had Paul George it uh, until okay. this report from Jake Fisher yeah. uh, the other day about uh, Paul George maybe being out for the season. Again, looking for the best player, but availability matters. Uh, and if there's this strong of a chance he can miss the season, I guess that bumped him out for me. Uh, w- when it looked like it would just be a few weeks and he's playing well before, and I thought he'd come back and uh, you know be close to that level. Then I felt like, okay, I can go with him for the last spot. With that, I bumped him out uh, for Anthony Davis. Uh, we can talk more about Davis. And who did you have for your final Western
1: Conference reserve? First off, I, I've got to be fair to Luka Doncic and say he was a little safer for me. I just think he's played better lately. And also, yeah. it's also, if, if I'm going to count best player, think about last playoffs and just two you want to see in this in, a, in an exhibition. Luka was a little safer. I ended up in the same place. I... Thought about Brandon Ingram. I thought about a few guys and ended up going with Anthony Davis, who look, if you're talking about the Lakers and you're part of what you say with Anthony Davis is man, he hasn't been the top 10 top five player. You know, the shooting hasn't been as great. He hasn't been the guy they need him to be for this lineup and and this roster to thrive. Still this Anthony Davis is an all-star level player. He's still a really elite center. So yeah, I, I ended up going with Anthony Davis as well. Um, I think he's he, – even this version of Anthony Davis is a top 15, top 20 player.
0: Right. I mean, he is somebody who absolutely would not have made it if we picked how a lot of people pick with who's having the best season. He, yeah. he wasn't that good. His shooting was really subpar. He wasn't as good defensively as he had been prior. Uh, he's been out with this injury. But at least it seems like his return might be soon-ish. Yes. And – We believe in his talent. We believe in his ability. We we believe he's going to get back there and by the end of the year will look like a a reasonable all-star pick. And it helps that... Who else were you going to pick? Right? You mentioned Ingram. Ingram's come on lately. It's still a a long part of the season where he's kind of blah. Uh, I don't know. If you were going just by who's had the best season so far, who would you pick? Because I don't think it'd be Davis. But I don't know. I mean, it's...
1: I would say the only other big I even... Considered, and I just don't think he's an all star yet. Even despite last year's run, I was DeAndre Ayton. Mm-hmm. Like, I, but he he also had a little bit of a slow start, and and well, now I think he's really fit into the role they the Suns need him in, and I think he can even be better in that role, and and you know at least put up more numbers. I just don't think he's been an all star. He hasn't played on Davis's level
0: because a majority of people uh, go the other way, go by what have you done this season only. I kind of think. DeAndre Aiden's going to make it. I think he's going to sneak be. into that last spot. He is my prediction for it. Um, but I don't know. Uh, it'll be close. Uh, he's not an inspiring all-star choice. It's weird we get to the, the end of the roster in the West yeah. And, yeah. and feel so lousy about the, the picks. Uh, in the East, okay, that happens. In the West, it is thin. And a lot of this is injuries, right? Uh, Davis has been hurt. Paul George has been hurt. Uh, no Kawhi Leonard. Damian Lillard hadn't gotten yeah. mentioned yet. He's a perennial All Star, and I, I, you know, he hasn't been playing on that level. If it seemed like his return were more imminent instead of probably season ending at this point, yeah, then I might have put him on because he was playing better before he left the lineup but the last what time. What
1: happened? Remember, he got the cortisone shot, and then he <laughs> played really good for about three weeks, and then started to slow down again. And I'm not a doctor, but you can kind of figure out what happened and you know, the, the pain med wears off and it didn't solve the structural issue. And so.
0: Right. So those are a lot of, uh, you know, perennial all-stars who we don't have making it this year. And it opens the door yeah. for, for some other places, anybody from the West, uh, you know, I'll throw in one more injury. Zion Williamson, you know, yeah. who was headed toward being a perennial all-star and, uh, you know, not playing this year. So not making it. Oh man, it. I'm
1: telling you now, Cam Reddish and RJ Barrett in New York, you know that that's setting up, baby. <laughs> Reunion. Um, I, I, there were a couple other guys I did consider. Uh, Dejounte Murray, who yeah. has not had—I mean, he doesn't have crazy numbers, but he's been good. Uh, the other guy, Shea Just Alexander, has played really well despite how bad Oklahoma City is as a team. Uh, he's another guy I considered, but but just kind of was—he's just not on the Booker Doncic, you know. Donovan Mitchell kind of level, so he just you didn't make the cut. So the, those
0: two guys you mentioned, I guess they make my longer list of considerations. I definitely wouldn't yeah. feel good about them. Uh, was, was there any consideration, any ability you thought slide Devin Booker or Donovan Mitchell to the front court so you'd have another wild card chance? So I guess a two part question: Would would you have taken Brandon Brandon English front court, but Dejounte Murray or Shea Gilgis Alexander? Would you have taken them over Anthony Davis if you felt you could positionally? And was there any chance that you could? I don't know if you could put down Mitchell and Devin Booker as as a, their wings and some their front court. I think that's too big of a stretch. I wouldn't have been comfortable with it. I wouldn't have taken either one of them over Anthony Davis anyway. But would you have taken them over Davis?
1: I don't think so. I still think yeah. I would have gone with Davis. But but I think they deserved at least some. You're right. The 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 line of demarcation in the West seemed a little sharper than in the East, where I could I felt like we could really have debated some of the guys on the edges. And again, I th- I'm with you. It's just, it's because guys are out. Like we're just, we're not going to have Kawhi Leonard. We're not going to have Paul George. Like that. That's too for suddenly that forward gets much more crowded. If you're bumping, you know, and that, you know now Towns is on on the bubble with these other guys, and it gets much more. It gets much more interesting, but this year it feels a little more clear cut.
0: Yes, um, you know I've been a big believer that the all-star team should be 13 players for for a while because, you know, the active roster was 13 players, it, you know, went up from 12. And there have never been more teams in the NBA. It just seemed like if you're recognizing players commensurate with historically how you recognize players as all-stars, it made a lot of sense to 13. And what active rosters are, are now 15 uh, with everything going on. I don't know if that's going to be permanent or, or if this is just because of during COVID, um, you know, yeah. It, I could even see a case for 15. And um, a lot of years, I think that'd come in handy. A lot of years, I think it seems like there are 15 players who are deserving. Again, it's not inflation when there were 12 all-stars and 20 teams in the league. And now there are 12 all-stars per conference and 30 teams in the league. Uh, it's a higher bar to become an all-star. Now, this will just kind of put it back into line with what it used to be. And I'll say this year,
1: kind of glad we didn't have to pick a 13th, let alone 14th or 15. Yeah, exactly. By the way, coaches, it looks like, I probably Billy Donovan did Steve who coached last year in the East. Like well, it was oh, it was Budenholzer. Right. So it couldn't be Steve Nash. I'd have to look this up now. Billy Donovan would be in the lead and Monty Williams would be in the lead. Um, but now I've got to look back and see who coached last year. Cause it could have been Monty. Yes. When
0: we talked about nobody cares who's starting an all-star game. Another thing nobody cares about when you look back, who coached the all-star. Yeah, Exactly. It's Actually, like a
1: cool honor in the moment. So last year was Quinn Snyder. And, oh, yeah, Utah. Yeah, so he's... Yes, and, and Doc Rivers. Oh, that's right. So so it is going to be whoever finishes first. So it could be Billy Donovan and Monty Williams. Most coaches, by the way, it's funny, the first time they do it, they're like, this is kind of an honor. This is kind of fun. About the second or third time their team is, their coaching staff gets to it's like, yeah, i kind of rather just hang out with my family. And they, <laughs> they, they, I mean, they'd never say no, but secretly if they could choose yes and you know this year
0: we'll see it. it's a little different for coaches who are older uh, we will see how much players enjoy their all-star weekends this year with it being in cleveland and we'll see what type of restrictions are in place come february
1: yeah that's uh, that's, COVID that's, another, wise. that's another good question
0: all right well so we got our full teams. let's do the western conference recap uh we, we have all the same picks starting at guard yep. stephen curry chris paul and the front court, LeBron James, Nicole Jokic, and Draymond Green. Uh, backups, uh, oh, well, we had one difference, right? At, at the starting guard, we right. have John Morant and I have Chris Paul, but we have all the same names. We have them flipped through the reserves. We have same reserves in Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, Carl Anthony Towns, Luka Doncic, Devin Booker, and that last front court spot to Anthony Davis.
1: Yeah, it's uh, like I said, I just think this year is a little more clear cut in the in the west than we normally see yes yes that's
0: another nice way of saying we really fizzled to the finish there thank you for listening (laughs) if you you made all the way to the end it was not our fault it was the caliber of all-star candidates available
2: do summer projects your way with memorial day savings from the home depot with free delivery on over two million items you can make the most of summer grilling and dig into gardening Plus, get same-day delivery on thousands of products like power tools and storage to tackle any last-minute garage project. Summer your way with Memorial Day Savings from The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability.
1: Three great words. Free fries Friday. Especially when they're used in that exact order. Get a free medium fries with one dollar minimum purchase. Bada ba ba ba. one time on Fridays at participating rentals through twelve thirty-one twenty four. Excludes tax. must-up dent rewards.